Hello, welcome to In the Whisper podcast. I am here today with my really good friend, Candy Horton. And Candy is that kind of friend who we can't go anywhere that it is not just giggle, giggle, giggle. And we were hoping to not start giggling until after the podcast, but we have already started giggling. So because that's just the kind of life that we have. But I am so happy to have Candy here. And Candy, Candy and I have been friends for, gosh, what, 20 years? 25. 25 mm-hmm. years. And we are the, we are a great example of Mary and Martha. <laughs> We um, we used to work at the chamber together many years ago, and we did events together. And I would be the Mary, and Candy would be the Martha. And Candy was great at all the details and putting things together. And I was always going around and chatting with people. But here's the thing about Mary and Martha and Candy and I was that um, we both have we definitely are more one. You know, she's more Martha. I'm more Mary. But I could be the Martha and help her until the people came, and then I would go flit around. Mm-hmm. But she also became Mary after she had done all of her Martha um, duties, and she would go <laughs> and visit with people, and uh, you know, just welcome them into whatever event we were doing. And I want to stress that I think sometimes Martha gets a really bad rap. Mm-hmm in this in because we look at it as Martha's bad and Mary's good but that's not actually the way it was and it wasn't even the way that it was intended to believe I don't tended to be I don't believe um Martha was doing what she what the cultural expectation was and Jesus wasn't angry with Martha for doing that rather he was just letting her know that what Mary is doing is okay so we're going to dive into that and talk about Mary and Martha and who they were and what their traits are so I'll let you talk Candy a little bit about (laughs) the Martha traits and uh, what you see you know what you see in her when you read about her well again I agree with you very wholeheartedly that Martha um, isn't the villain I guess, of the story. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, Martha was very much uh, the person that invited Jesus in, uh, saw that there was there was a need for him to, to come into their home and, and be a part of it. And I think with Martha, you know, she was very, she was very faithful. She had, uh, uh, she was practical. That was another thing yes. that, that you saw of her. She was a very practical person. And, um, yeah, she was less emotional. But I think, you know, you see later on about Martha that she was very emotional. She did have a lot of heart, um, especially when, when Lazarus uh, passed away. You, you notice, but you don't notice that in the beginning. Right. Because she... She was in her head of the things that need to be done. And, and like you've said, that's me. <laughs> it is. And I, I want to I take a step back on that, what, what you were just talking about. First of all, um, I, I love what you said about Martha going out to invite Jesus into her home. Because mm-hmm. this is the first time that I noticed that in this yeah. story. I had missed it all along. So she very much was showing her love and please come in. I want to take care mm-hmm. of you. But you and I were talking before we got started and your daughter-in-law yeah. is the perfect <laughs> example of Martha as yeah. well. Oh yeah, And that's how she shows her love Absolutely. is by caring, by doing all the things to care Mm -hmm. so talk a little bit about Susan and how that her Martha tendencies are so beautiful and how she shows love Susan um, married to my oldest son Zach 
mother to my beautiful granddaughter, Lily. Um, <laughs> put that in there. Uh, Susan is very, uh, in today's term, you would you would put her as a type A personality. Yes. Uh, she is a list maker. She is a person that, you know, just you dive right in and it gets done and you come out on the other end and it's, it's, it's perfect. And she that's how susan not that susan's not loving not that susan's not a she's very loving um a, emotional person or anything like that that's just how susan functions uh in showing her love to to everybody that she loves mm -hmm. um it, it's yes. just how she does it uh when my when my husband brad uh when we were in the hospital with him before he passed away i was allowed to very much be a Mary during that time. Yes. I was allowed to talk to, and we had so many people that came into the hospital room and, and showed their love for Brad. I was able to be a Mary and put my Martha side to the side because Susan was taking care of everything. And that was so much of love that she showed, not only for the boys, um, but for me. Uh, mm -hmm. She made sure I didn't have to worry about anything. She did. And and, <clears throat> and that's what I want people to understand how the, I just, I love, I was there and I saw that love and, and she's very practical in how she loves, yes. but she, it is an over, a beautifully overwhelming mm -hmm. kind of love to know that there's somebody there that allowed you mm -hmm. to just feel. And, and, and again, I go back to God's perfect timing, because if Susan hadn't been in, in that scenario for whatever reason, um, I would have been doing that. I would have been making sure that the boys were taken care of. I would have been making sure that everybody that came in, you know, if, if they wanted to sit by Brad's bed or they wanted to talk or something, I would have been making sure that that was all done. Um, but she was able to step into that and show me that type of love during that time. And again, I, I love Susan way before all this happened. Right, um, <laughs> right. She's very she, lovable. She, She's she great. Was, but for me, that just put, you know, the dot on the eye of, yes, she is, she is part of my family and mm -hmm. she, uh, she will always be a part of my family. And, and again, when you're looking at the Martha scenario, you, you and, and people go, oh, I'm a Martha. You want to be a Martha. The, the, <laughs> be a Martha. Yeah, be proud of it. Because I think just like Susan, mm -hmm. Martha, that was showing her love for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I think that's a perfect analogy of, of how that works. And so what she was doing was, was the cultural expectation. Mm -hmm. It was out of love. She's the one who invited Jesus in. Her hospitality and her practicality were all there. And for her, all the only way she knew how to love right. was to serve Jesus and the men that came into her home. Yeah. So let's let's flip over to Mary, and Mary is um, much more impetuous <laughs> and um, not very practical. Maybe um, she was reverent. She was she was calm. She was a woman who um, she was a student. And in speaking of cultural, mm -hmm. women weren't allowed to learn the Torah or 
didn't, maybe is a better way to say it. They right. didn't. They weren't educated in the Torah. They didn't have the opportunity to learn about it. And to sit at Jesus' feet while he was teaching was all she wanted to do. So mm-hmm. she might have been just a little bit of a rebel. Mm-hmm. But she just wanted to soak in this man and what he was saying about her God and what life could be like. And I love that about her. They were both faithful. In their own way, they were both faithful. Martha in serving because that was showing her love. Mm -hmm. Mary in learning and her imagination, you know, in in hearing the things that he had to say. And her, um, just her devotion to Mm -hmm. him as a person. So, but they both were faithful in their own ways. I, I think you can go back and say too, because sometimes I think people, when they look at Martha, they think, oh. She she lacked. She did not. She loved Jesus just as yes. much as me. Their love for their Lord mm-hmm. was just as much as as anybody's. Right. Because they were showing their love both ways. And, and who they were. And who they in, were. And the characteristics they had. And um, we've talked a little, little bit about their characteristics and how that played in mm-hmm. to how they reacted. So let's... Let's step ahead just a little bit, and let's talk about um, when Lazarus died. Mm -hmm. And um, you were talking a little bit about perfect timing, and I love these stories as well with the perfect timing because, you know, at at that time, the culture was when someone was very ill and probably going to die, they let everyone know. Right. Well, Jesus was two days away, and um, he found out, and he waited two days. And he needed to do that to glorify God, which is a part of the story, not so much just for Mary and Martha, but for everyone. But then when he got there, Mary heard, or excuse me, Martha heard him Mm -hmm. when he was, and he was not rebuking her. No. When he said, Mary has chosen the good portion, that was not a rebuke. It was a gentle new way of thinking mm-hmm. because that's not what the culture has. So again, Jesus is breaking down barriers. Right. And he he did that for Martha because when he got there, <clears throat> he waited two days, but when he got there, Martha saw him and she ran out to greet him, which wouldn't have been done either because mm-hmm. she would have been expected again to be taking care of her guests and right. serving them food and right. drink. But she didn't do that. So she learned right. very quickly from him that it's okay right. to not do everything according to what they've had, that your emotion mm-hmm. can overcome you. And it did in this case. And she went out and spoke to him. So she learned from him, but her faithfulness to him when she greeted him was God I, or Jesus, I know if you'd have been here, you could have saved him. But I also know that if you ask it, it will be done. That is faith from what she knows, but it's also faith for something new mm-hmm. because she had seen him heal people right when they died. He's been gone for four days now, but she still believes he can do it. So I love that faithfulness about her. But the other, the other important component that I love about this that, again, is breaking down barriers, as we saw with Mary Magdalene and we are seeing now with Martha and um, Mary, uh, Mary, her sister, is he said, he, Mar- Martha was the first one he said, I am the resurrection mm-hmm. and the life too. Yes. That is telling you I am the Messiah. And she accepted him as that. 
a woman is the first person he told that to. Right. I love that. And I think with him telling her that, <clears throat> it shows you how much she grew from the first time mm -hmm. that, it, you know, in the house and, and everything like that. She grew and knew that everything that this man was telling her was true. Yeah. Was, was and is. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes to show that, yeah, we all want to be a Martha because you learn from, from where, when it started to where it, to where he tells her this. Yeah. You learn that and you believe that and you, and you grow from what is being told. So again, when I go back to say, Ladies that say, I don't want to be a Martha. Oh my gosh, I want nothing more than to be a Martha. Because you've she grew and she was the one that God or that Jesus entrusted with this information. I know. I love that. I love that picture. That's, I hadn't thought of it that way and I do love that. That she grew and she listened and she learned. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's definitely one thing I want women to come away from this podcast understanding. Mary and Martha both had great attributes and their love for Jesus, while shown differently, was both good. Mm -hmm. And you're right. She did grow from that she time. She grew from that. And, and he, he did share that with her first. So I, I love that. Then Mary, Martha goes in quietly and uh, tells Mary quietly that Jesus is out there. And, and Mary went running out there too. And she greeted with him with, oh, Jesus, if you had been here, I know he would be alive. And it wasn't a rebuke. It was mm -hmm. just her faith. Right. And she, the more emotional one, mm -hmm. Martha was more practical in how she dealt with it. The emotional one dropped to his feet and just clung to him. Mm -hmm. Because she was so glad he was there, even though, even through their disappointment, they didn't lose their love for Jesus and they still trusted. Had he been able to make it on time, yeah. he would have done it, but it's okay. They know he would have. Mm -hmm. And what was to come is just amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think too, if you go back, you know, Mary, very emotional and that's wonderful. You, you, you need that emotion, but I think it's unique in in how we're all made up because of mm -hmm. course we're all god made us individuals who, right who view things in different ways and i think what's what's interesting is that he told martha the i don't want to call her the intellectual one but the the thought processed one mm -hmm. the the calm one he was he the told, practical the one. practical one he told her i'm it i'm I'm yeah. how you get to heaven. I'm how you have eternal life. Where with Mary, God lover, he just, <laughs> you know, I can see him with the smile on his face and just hugging her and being like, I, I'm here. I'm here. It's going to be okay. But he, it was Martha that he told this great gift to. Right. And, and I think when you look at yourself, an individual, you know, you're the, you, you, you can be the raw, raw Mary. Or you can be the, the the Martha. And I think we all have Marys and Marthas within us. I absolutely agree. We, ha we definitely are dominant in one, but I think that we all have pieces of both of them. And at different times in our life, you oh, know, yeah. you talked about now you feel you are much more of a Mary as you've aged <laughs> yeah. than you were when you were younger. Yeah. I feel like I'm much more of a Mary than I was when I was younger. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. <laughs> 
but <laughs> but I do think you know there are times when you have to be practical and you have to get you have to get the things done and you're a Martha because that's what you mm-hmm. have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I agree with you. We absolutely are both at different times. Um, so they they've gone on and can't and, and you know this isn't in the Bible, but in the podcast I like to do a little bit of you know dreaming about what might have been. Sure. Can't you see them after Lazarus is <clears throat> raised and clearly they were close sisters. Oh they, yes, their personality complements each other. Yes. so they they very clearly are close. They live together, and so Ra- Lazarus is has been raised and life is getting somewhat back to normal. Can you see them in the kitchen preparing you know their breakfast two mornings later just overflowing with Martha saying, he's the Messiah, let mm-hmm. me share with you. Mm-hmm. And can you just imagine Mary's joy right. and her emotion right. from learning that? I just, there's so many things I would love to see that, you know, they don't show in the yeah. Bible, but I'm sure that they had that conversation. You, you come up with your own little scenarios, especially in what you live through in your daily life. And, you know, I know conversations you and I have had. (laughs) Um, You picture things. You picture how, like, I know how you and I have conversations. And when you're excited to tell me something or I'm excited to tell you something, we visualize that. Well, that's sort of how you visualize these conversations, too. And, you know, and I, I think that's just so telling if you can get that picture in your head right. of, of how that was relayed to each other. Right. And I think sometimes we miss the humanity of these stories because yes. we don't have everything. Right. And, uh, but I do, I just have this picture of them in, you know, working in their kitchen and just bubbling over. Mm-hmm. Lazarus was brought back to life. The glory that he gave to God, the prayer that he said before he he brought Lazarus back to life was so beautiful and it was so direct in that I'm doing this God thank you in advance for doing it Mm -hmm. I have to do it this way so that they can see your glory he didn't bring the glory on himself right he took it to God and so they know even more about God than they did before they know more about who Jesus is than they ever did before and I just see them for days floating on this joy of we know the Messiah Mm -hmm. we've we know him. He saved our brother. He's our friend. Yeah. He's our teacher. I just love that. So, what? Tell me why you would be <laughs> friends with Martha first. We'll start with Martha. With Martha. Um, well, I think again, I go back to to my daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people uh, would meet her. And, and she's, she's a very open person. She's a very, uh, bubbly, I wouldn't call her bubbly. She would probably hate me if I called her bubbly, (laughs) but she, she's an open person. Yeah. Um, but like I said, she's a very, as we say, type A personality and that can put a lot of people off. But to me, it's comfort because I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm type, I'm like probably an A minus B plus type personality. (laughs) Um, she is very much type A personality, but that gives me comfort. That shows me when she's like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. I'm like, go girl, you know, because that is, that again, is her love for others. Yeah. Um, she, she dove into a family of 
three boys <laughs> and um in you know here she was I wouldn't call her a girly girl, but, you know, she likes her girl things. Yeah. But she dove into that, and she, like, took control and, and was like, okay, no, we're not going to keep our dirty dishes here. You're going to put them away. And that was, that's me, too. So I liked her vibe. And I'm thinking with a Martha, if you can vibe with that, you're good. And, again, going back to um, what you what you said earlier about, as we grow older and during life events, you start to even out your Martha and your Marys. And I have found, not that I'm a total Mary or a total Martha. Right. I'm an even. Right. I, I especially with kids, um, <laughs> you have to be laid back to some extent, especially right. if they're all boys. Um, and, and you come away with that, that... You just got to be calm and you can't be, you know, everything's got to be this way and everything's got to be that way. You've, you've got to, you've got to marry some things and you got to Martha some things. Yeah. And I think that's true. Um, in Martha, in, in you and I complement each other so well. So in Martha, the, the attributes that I see as a friend, I am not always practical. So having someone (laughs) practical around is a good thing. Um, sometimes I'm practical, but yes. more often than not, I am not practical, but, uh, loyalty, mm-hmm. the loyalty of a Martha and the, um, the love, the servant's heart, Martha's have a servant's heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, we miss that sometimes because we see it as a taskmaster, mm-hmm. taskmaster, but even that is not bad. You have to have people that are looking at the tasks to make, you know, in the case of making a party, this was, uh, you know, a gathering. Mm-hmm. If you don't have someone doing the task to make that, right. it's not going to be successful. Right. So we can all sit here and say, oh, Martha, Mary did the right thing. But without Martha's piece, it wouldn't have been as successful right. of a gathering. Right. Um, so I, I, I love the practicality. I love the, the loyalty and um, just the servant's heart that Martha has. Um, and, and, you know, she is much calmer, um, but... Her her love is shown through doing for people, mm-hmm. and I love all of those things about her. And and I think with a Martha, you you don't want to say you know she's a downer. She's not a downer. No. But Marys come in with these huge ideas, <laughs> you know, a sky riding and uh, let's have fireworks and blah blah blah. And as a Martha, you're gonna sit there and listen to it. And you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, that sounds great. That's wonderful. That's okay. And then you're going to let the Mary do, and then all of a sudden you're going to be like, okay, so let's bring it down a level to, <laughs> we can't do sky riding because it's going to be night. <laughs> so that's not going to make us, how about fireworks? Let's do a small firework. So you have to have that Martha to balance out the Mary. And if you don't, you're going to the Mary is going to fail as is the Martha's going to fail because she doesn't have the ideas of the grandiose thing right so I, th- I I think you're right and they complement each other so well and yes and yes that is a real scenario <laughs> and we did have fireworks you, there were fireworks not sky <laughs> there writing, was no sky but writing. there was fireworks <laughs> 
But skywriting was a good idea. Yeah, but it was I night. Think we you couldn't see it. I at think night. we could have done it in fire. But anyway, <laughs> we did get fireworks. There were fireworks, and there was very similar conversation about that. So, for me, a Mary, it is you know, it is about the. They aren't practical. They do have pie in the sky ideas, mm-hmm. um, but typically, in most cases, they can be brought down, um, and just there. In the, in the case of Mary, the way she just soaked up Jesus, mm-hmm. that she just wanted to learn that student in her, that um, to know him better, to know God better through him, to understand, in that case, the Torah and what it meant, and to be watching. I mean, these women were watching history because Jesus came to fulfill what we learned in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. all of those rules and all of those things, and they are watching it, and they're physically seeing things like Jesus say, it's okay to want to hear what I have to say. Right. And we talked about Psalm 16, 5, mm-hmm. and how that relates to when Jesus said, Mary chose the good portion. And Psalm 16, 5 says, Lord, you are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. So Mary's choice to sit with Jesus while it was about that day and learning from him, you make my lot secure. It was mm-hmm. also a peace that was securing her eternity with right. Jesus. And at the end of the day, that's what God wants from all of us. He wants us, and John does such a great way. I think John's gospel does such a great job of pulling this out of us, but he just wants us to hear him Mm -hmm. and to listen, not just hear, but to listen to him and to take what we're learning and tell other people about it. And I am sure that Mary and Martha, both in their beautiful ways, took that that they saw with Lazarus. Mm -hmm. And even the things they learned about women and shared them with their groups of women that they saw and shared them as they went to the market. Mm -hmm. And they were just perfect. And that's, that's what God wants from all of us as believers, whether we're men or women or whatever race we are. He just wants us. Our purpose is to hear him and tell about him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I also think, I think back to the discussion and, and Mary and having Marys in your life. I, and I sometimes do this with <laughs> different scenarios, but even with, because we all know that, that Jesus has the perfect timing of when he told and when he did. Yes. And again, when Jesus went to Martha after Martha was like, Mary's not doing anything here. Um, and Jesus says, yes, she is. I, I, some, I think to myself, how many times have I in my head as a Martha been like, well, so-and-so's not doing this and so-and-so's mm-hmm. not doing that. Yeah. But then in the end, my Mary comes to me and says, yeah, she wasn't, but look what she was doing. And again, don't you get that feeling that if God, if Jesus hadn't had that perfect timing in telling Martha, given that opportunity, which he made, don't you think later on down the line, if Martha would have let in on Mary, because they're sisters, yeah. she would have said, you did nothing. Yeah. And Mary would have looked at her and said, but listen to what I learned. Yeah. 
and given that information to Mary and let her know that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the one that's coming to save us. This is what I learned while you thought I was doing nothing. Right. And Mary, Martha did have those feelings. Oh, yeah. She said to Jesus, why are you just letting her sit yeah, there? We yeah. got stuff she to was, do. She was mad, you know. And But, in but the, she heard Jesus. But she heard she Jesus. Listened. Yeah. She listened. And, and I guess I think to myself, sometimes we Marthas, we get going and we've got a task and we've got a list and we've got to check it off. And we'll do a glance over at, at the Marys and be like, they're doing nothing. What are they doing? And then all of a sudden that Mary will come over and say, yeah, we're not doing nothing. This is what we're accomplishing and this mm-hmm. is what we, we have to offer. Right. So, and you do that to me all the time. <laughs> I did no, not no, know that. No, no, listen to this. Oh, I never, I never I thought did, that. I do, I do do that. <laughs> okay, well, Candy, thank you so much for... Of course. There was nobody else really that could fit this Mary and Martha as well as you and I, because I just feel like we epitomize it even today. And um, I'd so appreciate you spending time on um, your morning off to be able to do this with me. But I have one last question for you. Tell me about something you're reading or maybe something you're watching Mm -hmm. that is changing your life. Well, um, we're all in quarantine. (laughs) Yay. Um, and I really haven't been reading. I do my um, my daily bread devotions every uh-huh. morning. That's sort of a throwback to my grandma Yoder. She did daily bread devotions every morning. Um, so that's sort of my devotion and what I sort of stick with. But what I've really been doing is just watching like Beth Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, she Love has. Her. Uh, oh my gosh, um, she just is the epitome of listening to what God is saying mm-hmm. and, and, and it awes me that her her ways of just okay I've got this feeling God told me to do this I'm going to go do it I mean she does not hesitate and I am a big hesitator I am a big <laughs> are you sure you know kind of thing and I will mull it over in my head maybe that's Martha and me but that I will mull it over in my head and she is just one that's like, nope, God told me to go do this. I'm going to go do this and, and does it. And so I've been watching a lot of her um, podcasts or, or listening podcasts and, and watching her videos and things like that. That's that's sort of been my awe time. Yeah, of, I yeah, do love her. Yeah, this makes sense. I do love her. We are different that way because I jump in. I always tell my boss, I do not stick my toe in the water. I do a cannonball out, and as I'm swimming to wherever I need to go, I figure out how I'm going to do what I'm going to do when I get there. And and usually it's a call to me saying, can you bring gas? There have been those instances. Yep, I'm on my way. There's been many of those instances. This is why I should not have had you on the podcast. But it is the, the practical in candy that saves the impetuous part of Nita on many, many times. So, but yeah. So, well, thank you again yep. for coming. I do, sure. you know, Candy was talking about Beth Moore. If you have never looked up her hairbrush story, oh. you need to go to YouTube and yep. just type in Beth Moore hairbrush and it will come up. It's about eight minutes of your time and it is well worth it mm-hmm. because I just love how she listens. And that that story was life-changing for me because mm-hmm. it really, is, it, it was in order for me to be like Beth Moore is there, mm-hmm. I have to be intentional in my 
not just hearing God, but listening and obeying. And um, that she, it is great. So I recommend that you check out some of the Beth Moore um, videos because she's got some great ones. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for listening to In the Whisper podcast. Next week, we're going to go back to the Old Testament with Rahab. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. Have a wonderful day. Yes, I'm